Thank you guys very much. Good morning. Um, I think the whole reason that I wanted to spend the summer on this series uh, about being blessed is really, I think we fundamentally live our life based on what we believe about ourselves and about life. Um, the old, uh, you know, arguments with is there a God or isn't there a God, and atheists arguing against Christians, to me, and I know, because um, I used to be interested in that, but I'm, I'm not anymore. It's boring to me now. And it, it matters what you believe for you, because if you, if you believe that you've been gifted, that today is a gift, then you, you live your life grateful. Maybe that's the simplest way to say it. If you feel like life is a gift, you live your life grateful. And if you don't feel that what, what you have is a gift, then you live other than grateful, less than grateful. And that has all levels of, you know, bitter and resentful and angry and a chip on your shoulder and but if, you've, if you fundamentally believe that you've been blessed, it changes you. And I really think that's the big dividing line. Um, the, the scripture talk, we're going to talk about Abraham today. And the scripture says, Abraham believed God. He believed God. And that was credit to him. It doesn't say he believed in God, but he believed God. God said things to Abraham, and he believed them. And I think God says things to you, and if you can believe that, it can be a game changer for you. And I think what's my opinion, what's wrong with our culture is there isn't enough belief anymore. The belief meter has gone so low that now people walk around feeling angry and anxious and upset. And, and as I've been saying, you know, we, we, we joke about things. We say, oh, you know, I got a new car. I feel blessed. And I got a new job and I feel blessed. And it's fine. I'm not, I'm not picking on that language at all. I get what we're trying to say. Um, I, I was joking the other day. I got bumped up to first class. Oh, I feel blessed. You know, God really blessed me. But the reality is just to wake up. And we use some examples, but if you could close your eyes for a minute and think about God putting you on this planet that's just perfect, that's perfect. It's set for you to, to breathe and to exist. The gift that it was to be dropped on this planet alone, a million miracles by morning before you had your first cup of coffee. And if you thought and you lived your life that way, it would be a game changer because you wouldn't start with all the stuff that you don't have and then all the stuff that isn't right, right. If you decided to wake up in the morning and make a list of everything that isn't right, it's very easy to do. And what kind of a state of mind is it going to put you in? You know, Charlie, you know, young enough that, you know, every single day we can make feel like 
a miracle. Guess what we're going to do today? You know, and she gets a pig. What? And we're going to go on an adventure, which just means I got a bunch of errands to run. You know, <laughs> and really? You know, and then what's going to happen? But what if? You say, well, that's because she's so naive. But, you know, there's, this, there's, a, there's a fine line between naive and faith. And I'm, I'm not actually advocating just blind naive. That, that's probably not helpful for you or anybody. But boy, there's a fine line when every day is an adventure and you don't know what God has in store for you. And so to, to start the series, I've just been trying to get us to believe that, that really it, there, there's been a million miracles already just to get us here to this part of the morning. That's not with it, without anything special or extra. And if we could believe that, it would change us. We'd just walk around feeling incredibly grateful. It's almost like our, we wake up and then our culture starts to scream at us, but you don't have this and you don't have that. And, and uh, I, along with the book of Genesis, I've been just, just noodling consistently this summer over the 10th commandment, don't covet, don't want stuff that your neighbor has. And it's as if we've been baked in a culture of coveting. So if, if the culture around us can get us to desire things, then they have us. Then they have you. If they can get you to want something, they have you. They own you. If they can get you to want anything, why, well, I just want that. I just, I just wish, I just, if I could just, then they own you, just like that. Because anything short of wanting, then, then you, 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 your life is dedicated now to this. But if you can feel blessed, now that doesn't mean you never pursue things or you never advance, or, that's not what that means. But if you have this fundamental feeling that you're blessed, then the way that you live your life is completely different because you feel like you've been given a gift. And when you feel like you've been given a gift, then it changes you and you are ready to now be a giver. So today, I want to read the story of Abraham and his calling, and it's this essential story in the Bible. But there's a lot, there's a lot to it. Because Abraham's story is essentially your story and my story. Um, in Galatians 3, it says we're all children of Abraham. In other words, this is, this is our story too, Galatians 3, 7. Here we go, Genesis 12, verse 1. The Lord said to Abram, leave. That's going to be a key word today. Let's say it together. One, two, three, leave. Who said that to your kids lately? Leave your country, your people, your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. Leave and go. And I will make you into a, a great nation, and I will bless you. So we start with blessed. We begin, we begin with blessed. And then we, this is something that's special. It's, it's a special area that if we learn that you're going to have these points in life where you have to leave something that is familiar, like family or like 
your neighborhood or the way you grew up or something that's comfortable to you. And go into something that's unfamiliar, uncomfortable. That there's a blessing in that. Um, in other words, some of us just get stuck in life. Anybody ever get stuck? You just stuck. Like there's a place where Abraham was, and his father had taken them from Ur, and then they, they stopped in this place called Haran. And in Haran, there was less, they were just stuck. They weren't all the way to where they were supposed to go. They were just stuck there. And I think we get stuck in life sometimes. Sometimes we get stuck up here. And he says, you, you need to leave this and you need to go into a place that I'm going to show you. Now, there aren't a lot of details. And I don't know about you, but if God was calling me somewhere to do something, it'd be great to have some specifics. It's a big place. Where exactly should I go? Where, where do you think I'd find employment? Um, you know, is there anyone in particular that I could talk to? Several years ago, I was, I was traveling, and I just left college, and I was traveling around India, and um, I wanted to see the whole country. I mean, I can never see the whole country, but I wanted to see as much as I could in like three weeks, and so I bought this airline ticket where you could just fly all over India. And uh, the, it was a great plan, except I didn't know anybody. And it was also a great plan, except I didn't know anything. And all I did was I went to, uh, I went to the place where they sold the tickets, and I picked a, a map of India, and I picked the nine biggest dots on the map. I didn't even know some of these cities existed. And I would go there, and uh, I would just see what I could find in the next city. No plan. And uh, I remember one time I, I, I got off uh, the air, the the airplane, and I didn't have much money, so I had to be really tight on, on, you know, paying for anything. And so, you know, like a lot of big cities, the airport's quite a ways outside of the actual city. And so I just got my suitcase. Um, I really should have got the rolling kind, hindsight. Uh, and uh, I just started walking. I just started walking. And uh, as I was walking along the road, some guy in a, in a scooter pulls over and he says, hey, um, you, want, you, want a, you want a ride? And I said, yes, I do. And he says, you know, you were on a bus like, you know, a week and a half ago that I was on way up in the north part of, of India. Now, I mean, I had flown a lot of different places. So this was like a coincidence, an unbelievable coincidence that um, I was on an all-night bus ride, right, going up to the foothills of the Himalaya mountains. And this guy remembered my face. We were in the city of Agra. This is where the Taj Mahal is now. Long ways away from Nepal. And he said, you come, come to my house. Um, so I get on his thing. He takes me to his house. We go in there, he shows me his family, and we sit down and we have something to eat. And then he says, where are you going? And I go, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I said, but if you give me a ride, like, into town a little bit, I'll... So he takes me on a scooter and he rides, and I see a church. 
You know what I mean? There was a church with a big steeple and a cross. And I said, how about there? Take me there. And he takes me to this. I still remember it was yellow. Um, and uh, I, I, go, I, I stopped in there. It was a Saturday. And uh, there was a, like a, a, a priest of sorts or a pastor or something in there. And I, and I walked in and I introduced myself to him. And he says, oh, um, Come stay with us tonight. You can speak at the church tomorrow. I had just, just finished Bible school, you know. And um, I said, all right, sure. So here I was from complete stranger to this massive city, right, to, you know, 18 hours later, I'm in this, uh, now, now I knew a little more, Anglican church, right, where they have the, I mean, if there's, one place Chris doesn't belong, it's in very holy churches. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, it had the stairs that climbed up like this. You had to go up to give the message. And, uh, and so he's getting ready for the service, and he puts on his robe and his gown, and he, he asked me if I wanted one, and I'm like, I don't need it. Do you want me to wear it? I'll wear it if you want me to wear it. And he said, no, it's okay. So I sat over there, and he sat over here during the whole service, and I just kept looking at him because I never knew when to stand or when to sit. We got through the whole service, and then it was time for the message. And he wanted me to give the message. And so he nodded, like, climb the stairs, you know. So I climb up the stairs. And I get to the top. And there I give the message in, in the best, in the, in the most formal way that I knew how. And that wasn't very good. But I did my best. And I got to thinking, here, here look at this. I, I, I couldn't have planned this in a million years. But sometimes God has a plan that you aren't aware of. What, what are you going to do, Abraham? Where, where are you going to go? Abraham doesn't know. He just knows he needs to go. And this is the key thing that I think we get stuck on is you aren't always going to know everything. And can I tell you this? Like, we're also going to fail. We're also going to fail. Things are going to work out, but you're going to fail. They're both true. Peter's on the boat with his disciples, right? And he go, Jesus says, come, and he steps out, right? Now, where's safe? Where's known? What's secure? The boat. Stay in the boat. But Jesus says, step out of the boat. Get, get out of what's comfortable. Get out of what's familiar. This is unknown. And he does, and you think, great, since he obeyed, everything went great. But what happened to Peter? He started to sink. Stepping out doesn't mean you, you always succeed. You're going to fail. I fail. It's just how it works. So the blessed life is not the fail-free life. That's the thing we got to get. Sometimes people think oh, they're blessed because oh, they never fail. Once they step out, everything worked out. It was perfect. That's just not how it works. That's just not how it works. Because I could tell you another story about traveling around in India, and I couldn't find anybody. Nobody. And I walked around in the middle of the night, and I'm thinking, sure, God's got a plan for me here. He's got a plan, right? City of Agra, 2 o'clock in the morning, just walking around. And all of a sudden, I start waking up all the dogs in the street, right? I jump on the back. And true, I jump on the back of this guy's rickshaw, right? He's sleeping in the front. I jump on the back. I go, get me out of here like Pumbaa. They're going to eat me, right? This is... Failure. There's nowhere to sleep. There's nobody I know. There's 
both are going to happen. That's just life. So if somebody naively tells you, you just step out in faith and then God will always, I, I, I just feel like that's not fair to you because the reality is it's like this. But you believe God. You, don't, you go through the little valley. What happens when Peter starts to sink? The Lord catches him. He catches him. Sinking and drowning are two different things. That's the thing you got to remember. Everybody sinks. Everybody sinks. But the Lord will, will be there to catch you. The blessing, he says, go and you will be blessed, is you have to leave what is so comfortable. And that is very difficult to do. It's hard to let go of your boat. Remember the disciples? They have to let go of their nets. Jesus comes to them. They're fishing. This is what they know. This is their trade. More than likely, this is their trade they got from their dad, right? And it's handed down to them. That's what you did. You just did what your dad did, and he taught you how to do it, and then you took it on. It was very comfortable. It's what you knew. The Lord says, come follow me. And it says they had to leave, they leave their nets. So here's a question that could be key for you today. What is it that you need to leave to experience God's blessing? We're already blessed. We, we established that. But I'm talking about something different here. God's calling you. He's and you don't understand all of it. You don't know everything, but it, it could be a new chapter in your life. It could be you have to leave a group of friends that's no longer helpful or healthy. It could be you need to leave a job because God has something new to start. But the, the, the point is that you are to, to be blessed and to continue to be a blessing. And some of you stop. It's like, I, I, I'm no longer doing that. But that's not the way God has for you, to be a blessing. You're stale. You're stuck stagnant. God says, it's time. Hmm. It's called the great unknown. The great unknown. Since I was young, I, I always wanted to go to, as, as I was telling you, my wandering around India and multiple other places, I always, I always was curious. I always wanted to see new things. And so I'd learn about someplace new, and I, I would want to go see it. I want to go experience it. But think about this. What are the places that God could take you that you still haven't experienced? I'm not just talking about physical places. But I'm talking about places here and here. Or are you done? Because that's the other option. You're done. I'm I'm. I'm good. I don't want to learn anymore. I really don't want to grow anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I've, I've maxed out. Or maybe there's a whole new place that God will show you. I really feel like people get stuck at church. And um, us pastors haven't always been helpful. Um, one of the things that you have to leave behind are the early teachings because you can't grow, you get stuck. 
so-and-so taught you this, you're stuck on it, you're lasered on it. Um, and uh, it's, it's amazing to me how many times that, that happens where I learned something when I was this age and I'm stuck right here. Hebrews 6, verse 1, it says this. Let's leave the elementary teachings. Nothing wrong with the elementary teachings because they're good for elementary. Is anybody with me? They get you started. Anybody have a good look? Like Charlie, she's learning all kinds of cool things. Every Sunday she'll bring home a little thing, and this is what she learned today. I'm so happy, right? So happy she's getting all these little foundational things put in there. Isn't that great? And uh, the other day we were driving up here uh, last night church, we're going home, and Charlie starts singing some Christian song on the radio, God turned it around, God turned it. She's singing to me all the way home, God turned it around in the darkness, God turned it. So she's learning all these things. But then you start to hear more. Anybody remember the first time you questioned something that you grew up in with your faith? Do you remember it? Hopefully, please, God, you, you questioned one thing. Because that's just what happens. As you mature, you go, oh, wait a minute. Hold on about that thing. Please tell me it's happened to a couple of you. And, and the, you're starting to mature. You, you're starting to leave some things behind, right? And this will be especially helpful for some of you, this part of the message. First of all, that's okay. Second of all, it's healthy. And third, it's essential. So you can go on to maturity. Sometimes it's holding you back. In fact, if you read the book of Galatians carefully, and I'll, I'll use the word carefully, you'll see that's exactly what the entire letter that Paul wrote of Galatians is about. It's about leaving the stuff that you grew up with. In their case, it was these Jewish rituals, circumcision in particular being a very important one, and they were stuck. They were stuck. They couldn't see any of the other amazing things, the fruit of the Spirit, all the wonderful things, the Spirit-led life, because they were stuck on, did this guy get circumcised or not? Anybody ever been with a group of small-minded religious people? It's very frustrating. And they're only stuck on one thing, and Paul was trying to pull them forward to experience freedom. That's the theme of the letter. Freedom by walking by the Spirit. Walking by the Spirit. Where is the Spirit going to lead you? I don't know. Sometimes over here. Sometimes over there. It's always good, right? It's always full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. That's all. Is that good stuff? It's always leading you to something good. Anybody ever been in a conversation with somebody that, you know, like a family discussion about, well, why this particular person in their family didn't get circumcised or baptized or their Sunday school certificate or some religious thing? And they, for some particular reason, they didn't or couldn't do it. And part of the family goes, well, they're out. And the other part of the family goes, ah, it doesn't sit right. Are you with me? There's something that you, there's some things you have to leave behind. Charlie's getting elementary teachings about the road because we have the house and we have the road, then we have the lake. So we're always trying to get to the, to the lake, to the boat. But there's a road. And so there's all these rules. You do not, you do not go near that road ever, right? And I don't care how loudly, how many times you say, you do not ever go near that road. Are you with me? So you do not go. Now, someday when she's 18... 
I hope she can intuit that she can throw that rule away. Does it make sense? Here's the other rule. You stop, I'm trying to teach her, like, because when she does get older, that there will be cars. You stop and you're looking for cars. Now, if she's with me and she's holding my hand and I see a car, I mean, it's a half a mile away. Dad, nope, there's a car. Is this a problem? So now I got to wait. I can't wait because if I wait for every car that is in sight, I will never get across the road, right? So I said, close your eyes, right? <laughs> There's elementary teachings, and they, they serve an important purpose. That's what I'm trying to get to. They're so huge. They're not insignificant, the things that we learn as kids are not. They're vital. But then there's times where you need, it's time you have to move on. Do you remember Jesus? He learned the Sabbath when he grew up. He learned it. And then he did what? Disregarded it. Why did he disregard it? Because he needed to get across the street. He knew when and how to disregard it. Someone said very well, you need to become so familiar with the rules that you know how to break them. Then you really know what they are. Hebrews, it says, leave the elementary things. Go on to maturity. Some of you get stuck. You get stuck in your, in your faith, and you're, you're just locked down. And the Spirit's calling. God's calling you, but you can't hear God because you're, you're stuck. Leaving what is comfortable is always, always difficult. But that's where the blessing is. Um. Stepping out from your, he says, leave your father's household. It's going to be tough because you can get a couple of frowns. Anybody ever got frowned on by the family? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've, I've had to navigate a few. I do weddings and funerals, and then I got one family kind of branched off from the family faith, and then the, 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 but, but they're all there for the thing. And could you slip in this for Aunt Millie? Just make sure you slip in this so she's happy. Because this is a, it's a real problem. But you're, you're, you're just pulling away, right? And so, yeah, you can do it sensitively. But listen, when you, when you get called to something else, you, you have to have the courage to step. You can do it with humility. Leave your father's household. Leave your land, leave everything that you know, and go to a place that I will show you. Now, this is what's key, listen. Now we all universally applaud Abraham. All Christians do, all Muslims do, all Jews do. Do you know that? Everyone applauds that move. But we're terrified to make the same move today. Step out. To the great unknown. Um, Joseph Campbell, who you should read a little bit of his stuff at one point, uh, called it the call to adventure. He studied all the great stories uh, across human culture, and he said all the great stories, the hero at one point in the story has this call, this is Abraham, to the adventure, to the unknown. So me, all I know right now are, are Disney princess stories. So it's, it's Moana standing by the ocean and just seeing the horizon. And, and the ocean calls her, come on. And her dad is saying, no, Moana, it's not safe. 
It's not safe. You stay on the island where it's safe. But the island's crumbling. The island's dying. And the ocean's calling her. The horizon. And it's dangerous. It is dangerous. Hmm? Wasn't it C.S. Lewis who wrote uh, in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe about the, the, the lion? And he says, but that's not safe. And he says, who said it was safe? I'm good. Who said anything about safe? Living by faith isn't taking the safe route. It's taking the good route. And it calls you. And you have to get to a point where you're ready to step, like Peter, this, this threshold of the boat to the water. Abraham, from his land, his father's land, to the unknown. But I'll tell you something. If you're willing, you... <laughs> You can buckle up for the, for the adventure of your life. Faith is always an adventure because you have no idea where God could take you, what God could do. And here's the whole purpose, and we'll close with this. I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. That's the whole thing. The whole thing about being blessed in any sense is that you're blessed so that God can bless others through you. You're going so that you can be a blessing. You have a sense of purpose. You're a different person when you have a sense of purpose. One of the things I've been observing that's happened over the last couple of years when this lockdown happened and all people got locked down and they got locked inward mentally a little bit too. And I see this happening with people and they lost, some people didn't go anywhere, they didn't meet people, they didn't talk to people and they lost a sense of purpose to their life. This is key. If your life is not in continual giving mode, you're dying. You, you have to have purpose to your life. You have to. That's how you were built. So I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless all the nations of the earth through you. So here's the thing to do. Every part of your life should be about blessing other people. That's the goal. That's the end goal. I want to, I want to be a blessing here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to be a blessing. I'm going to find some way to, to give back. And if you have that mindset, wherever God takes you, you realize, I'm here to be a blessing. I'm here to be a blessing. I got frustrated the other day. Um, I was at a particular checkout counter. Um, I don't think I was feeling blessed, so I usually do these messages for me anyway. Uh, and I didn't, I, was, I, didn't, I didn't pull up there feeling grateful. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Or, okay, I was in a bad mood. And I... I mean, hopefully I didn't show it too much. Maybe, I, I hopefully, I don't know if I did, but I, I, I just, I needed to get what I needed to get and I needed to get going. Anybody ever had this? Like, I gotta, I gotta keep this train moving. And they're like, oh, just a minute. And I'm like, but I'm right here and you're the person doing it. And they're like, I gotta count something and do something. And they're like this. And I'm like, oh, anybody? I don't know how well I hit it. I was trying. And then I was like, oh, I gotta do a few more things. And like, you know what? Then she finally got back to me. You know what? It's going to be a few minutes. 
it's your job. That's what I wanted to say. I did not. But I go, how many minutes do you think? And then something, I, I was about to just get really upset. And something clicked on me. It's like, maybe just try to be a blessing to her. You know? Because my, my, my first thought, you know, sadly, I, I'm trying to learn these things to myself. That's why I'm up here, I guess. But my first thought is like, I'm here, you work here, like for you to kind of be a blessing to me. I got things to do here. I mean, I didn't say it out loud, but that's what we think, right? When we're going somewhere to get service of whatever sort, we're, what we're saying is, I'm kind of here to receive. I'm kind of here for you to be a blessing to me. And then it, it just, it dawned on me. It's like, She's probably doing whatever her boss told her to do, right? And she probably needs someone to be a blessing to her. It turned around in my mind. And I saw it the other day. I saw a guy come up to another person at the counter, so mean, so rude to this gal who was so nice. We ordered a little sandwich, and we were sitting there. We were waiting for her, and things were taking off, but they make everything fresh, so it takes a little longer. This guy came up there. He started laying into this young, I mean, she had to be like teenage girl trying to help us. She was so nice. She gave Charlie an extra smoothie while we were waiting and just free little slushy. and this person just laid into her, and I thought, you know, that's the whole key, right? It's either I'm going to be a blessing, right, or I'm going to be a taker. That's our decision. That's our decision. So, Orchard Grove, be a blessing. You know? I don't do it perfectly. I'm sure we all, but wake up every day and say, you know what? First of all, I'm blessed. And second of all, say, God has calling for me. And that calling, I don't always know all the details of it, but I know if there's a person in my path, there's probably a good chance I should be a blessing to them. Just put a smile on their face today. Blessed, and I will bless all the nations of the earth through you. How do you do that? You just start with one. Right? I'm going to bless all the nations of the earth through you. He's just like, well, just start with one. You're just going to have a son. We'll start with him. And it just keeps multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. So what can you do today? First of all, you run into somebody, just be a blessing to them. Be a giver to them. Blessing really is, it's just gift. The idea is, the concept is just gift, your gift. So now you find, I'm here to give a gift to you. A smile, an extra hug, a couple of minutes, a kind gesture. That's how, that's how the world has changed. One little kindness 